0: No, I actually want that to happen. What am I on about? Bucks in seven, ladies and gentlemen.
1: I'd be interested to know, Vinny, what you've seen out of those first three games that makes you think the Bucs can win another three games against Brooklyn.
0: Why not? Why not? Mountains are there to be climbed, Theo. <laughs> mm. oh. Scary hours. Oh, wow.
1: No, Joe Harris kidding. would
0: never... Joe Harris would never shoot that bad in a series game ever again. <laughs> We're going to go for the treble. I mean, oh. literally three-peat it.
2: The best offense in NBA history. going to oh, walk to my. two rings. V-O, you
0: legend.
2: Wow. Come on, you Nets. Wow, Nets by Fiddy. Oh, wow. Honestly,
0: Yanis is, is all a right free throw shot, isn't he? He's not too awesome,
2: bad, is he, Joe? Yeah. He's not too bad. It's he's not too bad. A better you could say he's a better shooter than Joe Harris from what we saw in the last Oh, week.
0: my. <laughs> Oh, oh, Katie. Okay. Oh, James Harden. Friends. Oh, <laughs> friends. Oh, friends.
1: <laughs> I met the criteria to be selected. But I wasn't.
0: I don't even know how to start this. This, ladies and gentlemen... Is probably one of the highlights of my year, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not gonna lie. I am truly happy right now. I. Jared, you do you know how happy internally I am right now?
2: I, I do, do, Vincent. I you, feel you, the exact you same. I don't even
0: know how happy internally I am right now. But, ladies and gentlemen, met the criteria. We're back. It's your boy Vincent hosting today, Back by popular demand. Um, Yeah. I... I feel honored i feel honored that this episode fell in my hands guys i feel honored okay i'm sorry i'm screaming to the listeners out here i'm just a bit excited right now but anyway jared how are you my brother
2: um i'm wonderful vincent i've had a smile on my face for the last ooh, nearly 72 hours now it's been I had a bit of a bad week last week, it didn't get off to a great start, but this week has just its just been so good, everything has made me happy, you know, the birds are singing, the sun's been shining, life is great, Vincent. Oh, Jared, Jared, can I have this stance, Jared? Um, Vincent, I will follow your lead. Oh, my thank you very much
0: for this. Um, uh, I don't know how to introduce this gentleman,
1: I don't, I don't, I don't really know how to introduce him. Uh, Theo, how are you doing, my friend? I'm all right. I, I wish I was as happy as you guys. Obviously, the secret is for your team to not even make it to the playoffs, and then apparently you can't be disappointed. So maybe I should have supported a team. that's fired there.
0: There you go, ladies and gentlemen. He's come out fighting. He's come out fighting straight away. Oof. But we're back, ladies and gentlemen. We met the criteria. That's your boy Theo there. Always a great person to be around. Uh, before Before we start this part, I just want to let everyone know, in, no, no, uh, what's, what's the saying? What's the saying? No Nets fans were harmed in the making of this pod, okay? That's why I want to throw that out there in the beginning. No Nets fans were harmed in the making of this pod. But, okay, I think we're just going to have to address the elephant in the room, Jared. Jared, do you just agree just to start off with the elephant in the room?
2: I mean, where else is there to go? I mean, we've, we've heard nothing but Nets on this podcast pretty pretty much every episode since we started. And um, Even when they were irrelevant last season and got swept oh. out of the playoffs. Every, every single episode, we've had a, a solid, you know, 20 minutes probably dedicated to the Nets. Uh, this week, Theo doesn't seem as keen to talk about the Nets, which is very interesting. But, you know, we give the people what they want. We give the people what they want. They, they used to the the, consistent Nets talk. So let's have some more Nets talk. I, I completely agree with you. And um, I just want
0: to throw that out there. Last week. I felt, felt victimised, Jared. I felt victimised. The, the, the amount of grief I got by even saying the unforgivable saying of Boxing 7. The, 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 the sheer grief I got from my fellow pod colleague, Theo. But anyway, you know what? Let's just start it off. That's right. The Nets got beat. Game 7, they're out. Their season is done. Done, ladies and gentlemen. Couldn't even get to the conference finals. Not even the conference final. Scary time never... Ha- a scary hour, whatever it is, never happened, okay? They got beat. Beat. Simple put. Uh, before anyone comes at me, oh, but they didn't have all three of their players. That's how the cookie crumbles, geezer. There's no excuses for it. LeBron James has been doing this for years. And is. You know what? you know what
1: I'm Ron James I'm, I'm, who, who I, got bounced in the first round listen, sorry listen. I know you're oh, not keeping oh, but...
0: Theo Theo Theo, Theo you have sorry. Your moment. Sorry, on, you'll have your on. moment you'll have your sorry. moment you'll have your moment brother but yeah they lost the, the might of the, the great nets is out okay they're out they're out ladies and gentlemen Jared I want to hear your viewpoint before we get to Theo
2: I mean, how how long have you got, honestly, Vincent? Because uh, normally for the pod, I just come in. You know, I've watched the games. I know I know what's been happening. I'm ready to go. I'm just going to show you on my screen. Look at all these notes I've got. This is just <sighs> the, this is just the Brooklyn Nets set <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm probably going to be talking for a good five minutes here. But you are loud, brother. Go for it. Okay. First of all, I don't want to hear about injuries, okay? Because um, if you're out on the court, you're health- healthy, in my opinion. So, obviously, Kyrie Irving was healthy for those first couple of games. He was on the but court. He won comfortably, just saying. Didn't uh, Phil,
0: can, can you just let Jared finish his, his Apologies. moment, please? Carry on. If Did, that's all right.
2: Obviously, lost, lost the game in which Irving went down, and then James Harden returned. I don't want to no, hear about grade two don't No, I
1: don't want to hear about grade two hamstrings, James. Four to eight week recovery, he had 10 days off. Uh, sorry, just before we... This, is, this is going, this is going really well. This is going yeah. really feel, well. Feel, just say So, feel, right, okay. I'm let me mute people. myself. Let me mute myself. That's a good I'm going to go away from my computer. I can still hear you. I just okay. won't be tempted to reply. Yeah, very good. Excellent. This is good. This is good. So, yeah, I don't want to hear about injuries, but if you're on the court, you're healthy.
2: James Harden was really not healthy enough to play in the playoffs. He wouldn't have been on the court. Everyone's banged up at this time of the season. Everyone's dealing with some kind of injury or whatever. So... Throw the injuries out of
1: it. It affects... Grade l- two hamstrings, quite strain. Uh Four to off. eight weeks. That's not everybody banged up. and Nobody's out there playing with a grade two hamstring. You were on mute, Bill. Sorry, don't say, don't say stupid things then. Carry on. <laughs> well, someone's
2: been saying stupid things like the Nets are going to win the championship all season. So sorry if I slip one in here. The playoffs is, isn't about staying healthy. It's about a next man up. Mentality, okay. Who is a more important? No, no, Theo, get away. Who is a more important player for their team? Okay, Kawhi Leonard or Kyrie Irving? Hundred percent, Kawhi Leonard. Two times Finals MVP. Incredible player on both ends of the floor. He's out for his team. How did the Clippers respond to losing their star, Kawhi Leonard? When on the road, how many games over how many? Two games. how many games? Exactly the same. Kawhi went down after game four. Kyrie went down after game four. In-game. It was a next man up mentality. Paul George, Marcus Morris, Nicholas Batum. tons of players for the Clippers stepped up. Where were the next players stepping up? Where was Joe Harris in this series? Where was apparently incredibly switchy defender Nicholas Claxton in this series? Oh. Where was the only player who stepped up by any measure was Jeff Green. who had the game of his life, hit seven threes. That was the only player who did anything in this series, other than obviously Kevin Durant. Yeah, it's a shame, but um, we don't live in the NBA on ifs and maybes. Players get injured. It's what happens. Um, What else do I want to say? Yeah, basically the Nets just bottled it. You had game seven at home. You've got the home court advantage that you've worked so hard this regular season to get through. Um, And I just want to finish by, I'm sorry, Vinny, you're not going to like this bit. And I think Vinny might be jumping in here. James Harden, do never tell me he is a championship level superstar. He is absolutely, is is arrogance thinking that he can come in with apparently a grade two hamstring and he can be the difference maker in this series. He did more harm than good to his team in game five, six and seven. He wasn't good. By by any level. I would have preferred to see Mike James coming off the bench than James Harden. He just thinks that he can still hit his little step-back shots, and yeah, he hit one that came off glass, but he's an absolute waste of space, and I was delighted to see James Harden strop, go off the court, miserable as sin. It was wonderful to see that, and honestly, Vinny, I know you weren't happy that the Rockets just got a million picks for him, but it's probably you're probably going to end up winning that trade, in well, my opinion. Um,
0: to answer that, just to, I'm not I'm not going to even reply back to that because I'm 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 okay with you saying that. I'm okay oh. with you saying that at the moment, so I'm fine with it. But I think the to to, to keep the pod bias not 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 bias, sorry, to keep the pod fair. Let us have our our very own Theo say his piece now, because uh, we we we, we wouldn't want Phil feel Theo feel like he's ganged up on, because we love our brother Theo here, we love him, but we're gonna have to give him a bit of grief. And I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, we have to give him a bit of grief. But let him speak. Let him have his moment.
1: I'd like to start by saying I think I vehemently disagree with almost everything Jared has just said for the most part. <laughs> um, it's a tri- it's a tricky one. I can't turn around here and say to you that. Um, I'm not disappointed. If, you, if I'd said sat down before the start of the season and said a second round exit, I would have been disappointed. Even before we'd made the hardened trade, I would have been disappointed with that. Given the circumstances that we had, um, I think you take the best two players out of any team, they will lose against the Bucs. Take the best two players out of any... Name, name a team in, in the NBA who can survive, who can reach a conference finals against it uh, for all intents and purposes... Largely healthy team. I know they didn't have Vincenzo, but he's not exactly a key player. I'd like to know a team that can survive without their two, can, two of their best players. Can I answer that question? Sorry, please do. Sorry,
0: you know you said two players, no, but arguing what Jared said about the Clippers, though they lost their best player, their number two player, and their supporting cast all stepped up. You still have KD. KD one
1: of the Could best KD have Not, done any more Let me KD tell you I, Let me
0: ask you a question But just to answer That question you were saying though, You say you take Two of the best people But what I'm trying to say is You still had KD Balling The Clippers Their number two Stepped up Your number two Never stepped up That's what but we're Our number at. two Was the one that was injured
1: that yeah. number three you're number two so and number the, th- the, diff- the, diff- the difficulty that we have is the net. The difficulty the Nets have is that the Nets roster is very top heavy. The drop off in talent after number three, after Kyrie Irving, is quite big. The drop off in talent after number probably six is probably even bigger. They are very top heavy. So if you take out some of the best play, the the, the best players on the team, our role players aren't as good as the Clippers' role players. We've probably got. So amongst the weakest one of the weakest sort of seven to ten range players who have got no business really playing in the playoffs i mean mike james wasn't even on an nba roster this time last season or even at the start of the season coming into cl- crunch time in the season wasn't on an nba roster but by necessity we had to play it like it's a, it's a fair point yes there are people should have stepped up joe harris is the, is the only point I don't disagree with. Joe Harris did disappoint. Joe Harris should have done better in that series. He absolutely could have done better. But beyond that, you, you can't look. Jared said, like James Harden. I wouldn't say did more harm than good. From a morale standpoint, in, from a morale standpoint alone, him coming in in game five was was huge. Like that was the. the it wasn't a difference maker, but it was a huge boost for morale. And throughout the rest of the series, defensively, he was poor. But offensively, he was better than Mike James would have been. And even Mike, Mike James isn't even a great defender. So it, it wasn't a million miles away. Ultimately, at the end of the day, if the, if the Nets were as healthy as the Bucks were, they would have won. If the Nets were even without James Harden, they would have won. I stand by what I said, Vincent. There was nothing that you'd seen after those first three games that could it that would have given you any inclination that the Nets were going to lose that series. I still stand by that. There's no chance if Kyrie doesn't go down, the Nets win. Full stop. Like, and I know it's buts, and maybes, isn't it? But there was nothing. There was no indication. And Jared, don't you come back at me now because you agreed on the pod. There's nothing that you've seen out of this Bucks team that can indicate they can beat the Nets four times. Just doesn't happen with Kyrie Irving on the court.
0: But to answer what you're saying, though, although, like I said last week, they were looking like they were, had too many injuries. I said I've, I, they were not looking good people like Jeff So when you, would, you said,
1: when you said they were not looking good can I, had can you I just, seen can I say, at can that point and seen carry like, over have a freak up, injury up, it's not like he was up, carrying a knock like he was up, playing up, through something it was just a freak injury that could have happened to anybody up, in the same way that at the start of the season people were saying oh you're putting all your eggs in injury prone players baskets like what if they get injured in the playoffs and they don't perform yes that has happened but ultimately James Harden before he came to Brooklyn was the most durable player in the NBA missed the fewest percentage of games out of any player in the whole league before he came to Brooklyn. Not injury-prone by any stretch to the imagination. Kyrie Irving played the most games out of the big three all season long. Played more games than MVP candidate Joel Embiid all season long. So anyone who turns around and says oh, this was always a risk because of injuries, they've got injury-prone superstars or whatever, codswallop, absolute nonsense, just doesn't, doesn't add up. This is a freak injury that could have happened to, to any player on the court. If it had happened to Giannis, Nobody would be turning around and saying, oh, the books... Not even Yannis. If it had happened to Chris Middleton, if Chris take Chris Middleton out of that game out of that series, nobody's going to turn around and say, that. oh, the Bucs should have won that. Let's take the mickey out of the Bucks because they've got Giannis Antetokounmpo, one of the best players in the league. They should have won that. It just doesn't happen because you have to understand injuries change series. And I can't say the injuries are the sole reason that we lost. It's a big factor. But at the same time, had Joe Harris hit that three in overtime or, in fact, shot better than 20% from three throughout the whole series, it would have been a totally different story. So, yes. There are factors outside of the injuries that affected things. Next man up mentality. Where was our Terrence man? We didn't really have one. Bruce Brown played well. Jeff Green played well. Blake Griffin played well. These are all players who stepped up to a degree, but we don't have a, a forty-point-a-game microwave scorer outside of the top three, the big three, because we are so top-heavy in that regard, Joe Harris ultimately should have, should have been that man. He should have been able to step into the void and at least shoot better than 20%. That's the biggest disappointment. And that's outside of the injuries. That's the only thing you could potentially pin on the, the, the loss of the series on, but even that's pretty harsh because realistically Joe Harris, his role in the team at this point should really to be, well, I would say it should just be to knock down wide open threes that are created by the, the big three, but he didn't really do a very good job of that in this series. Even when he did get open, um but ultimately i stand by what i said there's there's no way that like if the nets are remotely healthy they win the series okay you take the the top two players out of any team top two of the three top players out of any team they don't win like what more is there to say we had we're without two of our top three players and we still took the books one of the conference one of the favorites to win the league one of the favorites to win the championship we still took them to seven games we still thrilled them in overtime with literally Kevin Durant and a washed Blake Griffin and Jeff Green. Like, what more really could you expect? Had we won against the Bucks, it would have been an upset. So, given the state we were in, I can't complain. I was disappointed. I was gutted when it happened. And all day on Sunday, I was, I was beside myself. I woke up on Sunday morning, having really given it... Sorry, Monday morning, having really given it some consideration. I can't really be that mad. The guys, everyone out there gave it the best. And it's only really... Unfortunately, Joe Harris, who sort of let the side down a little bit. What about Steve Nash? Have you not got
2: anything to say about Steve Nash and his uh, some of his coaching decisions? You know, Kevin Durant carried an incredibly heavy load in game five, played all the minutes, incredible performance, all-time performance. He was clearly absolutely gassed at the end of game seven. Is there no... You know, we had a timeout. Is there enough? No criticism for an inexperienced coach in Steve Nash, maybe not sitting KD at some point
1: during that game? Potentially, um, you, can, you can look at some of the coaching decisions, but realistically, any minute where KD was off the floor, we would have been in big trouble. I think if you take KD off the out of the game in game five or game seven, we're in trouble. Like before game five, one of the big questions was we were with a hamstrung hard and no Kyrie. Well, the non KD minutes are going to be essential. Fortunately, there were no non-KD minutes and we we were fine. We won, but it was exactly the same in game seven. We needed every every ounce of juice out of Kevin Durant. Yeah, maybe you could have called a, a, a timeout, particularly towards down the stretch, maybe. But you said it yourself, inexperienced coach. You kind of just have to live with those. There's not. Could, could, could it have gone differently? Could he have called a timeout? He couldn't have called a timeout and got a better shot than that wide open Harris three. That was, that was the deal breaker in overtime in Game 7 that was his that was his like Paxton but on the last, moment but on the last to win play the game though, on the last play of
2: the game when KD hit the air shot that air ball up do you think they could have got that shot there
1: I don't well have you seen the Nets inbound this season
2: <laughs> I suppose well maybe so yeah okay
1: yeah it's it's difficult, and yeah, there's 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 blame all blame. I'm using air quotes for our listeners at home. There's there's blame to be had all around throughout this series. The one person I wouldn't necessarily say it, it, the fault lies with this man is is Steve Nash. At the end of the day, he had he's got very experienced coaches in his ear in the form of Mike D'Antoni, Emilio Doka, even Jack Vaughn. These are all experienced coaches who. I can manage a game. If they would have said to Nash, if we need to call a timeout, it probably would have called a timeout. So I can't lay all the blame on, on Steve Nash's door. I can't lay any blame on anyone's door, really. Like I say, it was just... Okay, no, feel
0: you got to let me say this now because you've been dragging away for a minute now. Let me say the bit, rap. Right? Here we go. I personally think... It's a failure of a season And there is ex- You can't It is It's a massive failure of a season I don't care what anyone say Phil you can't say There's any justification It was a failure of a season Your okay. season Please, it. No, me, please you, expl- no, expl- Let me no, no, say No Phil no, 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 Come on explain, man, you, I, want you you say, I want you to explain
1: your opinion I want you to explain your opinion And I want all of our listeners to know Just how ridiculous Vincent must be Okay Right To think to consider your, this is a failure of Your, season. Say, say, your season
0: Was a failure You built up An incredible squad to win a championship. You it was a failure. You didn't you didn't achieve that. That didn't happen. You failed straight away. You were supposed to have won the championship this year. You failed. You gave up so many picks to get all the players in what you wanted and you got that. You brought the coach that you thought that was going to take you to winning a championship. You guys chose that to, to coach. You you invested heavily on this team to win this year. I don't care if you say oh injuries and all that, then you should have had a backup plan for that because you can't just say, listen, you have got, got a backup let plan me for your two my, best, two oh, of the your best players not going injured. No, you're you're no not team in the league has a you're backup plan. You know, let me finish to Phil. lose
1: to lose stars in the final in the, in Phil, the second I'll round. I've let
0: you say your piece. Just let me say my bit. Let all me right just then. say let, my let me,
1: bit. Sorry, carry on, and then I've got a question. You carry on, and okay, then I've got a question right. to pose you. Okay? So you
0: set up to win a championship. You chose all these players. You should have a, a backup plan to make sure that you still, consi- you still get to at least the conference finals. There's no excuse for kind of saying, oh, but he was injured. Oh, but he was that. Oh, but that. Right now, if the Clippers didn't go, go to the conference finals, we'd all be slating them again. It's another slot for them. Even if Kawhi is gone, it's another failure of a season for them. Same thing with you. You guys were projected to win the championship this year. Projected, You were the, the strongest team to project it And you didn't do that That's why I say it's a failure no matter what It's a failure of a season You come up with excuses saying Oh but he was injured Oh we didn't do that Then you sh- you, then it's your own fault for not making sure you had a backup for that You just say, you just say Blake Griffin is washed up you just say Blake Griffin is washed up, then why pick him? I don't, why I get don't
1: him? Think Blake, I don't think Blake. Didn't Griffin you just say Blake off? Griffin washed up? That's the, was that's the up? narrative. That's the narrative. Oh, right. The narrative. Off. I don't think.
0: Right. He is. Okay. You got Blake Griffin. He didn't do good enough for the for you for you to be a backup player. He didn't do good enough. Jeff Green had one good game. I know he's coming back from injury. He had he had one good game in that series. I know he's coming back from injury, but he should have done better. I'm sorry, Theo. These players you brought in should be stepping up, but they didn't. They didn't. You can't just say, KD, do everything for us. I don't care if you need your players around, should have done better, and none of them did. None of them did. Even if Kyrie's gone, you need to step up. If, if Harden's not fit, then why was he playing? Why did he play? If Harden is not fit, why did he play?
1: Because he's an absolute star man who decide, who thought, my team needs me, let me step up. But you're <laughs> not
0: fit. That, that, was, that, was,
1: that was his motive. That was his motive. No, he wasn't it's, fit. But so you're right to see, if it was the regular season, he, he wouldn't play. If, man, if Harden doesn't play, we'd losing six. Guarantee so No, no. But that's what I'm trying to get
0: at. If, but that's what I'm trying to say with Harden. There's no excuse. He was out in the court. Mm-hmm. He was fit enough, he was passed off by the medical team and they said, you No, he wasn't play. passed
1: up by the medical team. Harden chose to play. Harden, harden so they, made so harden so, then, made so then it's playing. a
0: coaching mistake then? So the coach allowed one of his best players to go out there and uh, uh, injure himself even worse then? Is that what you're trying to say?
1: So, potentially, yeah. Potentially.
0: So, so but, that's what I'm trying to get. You, Steve Nash as well, responsible for this failure of this because that is irresponsible. If you know your player, your medical team has said, this player is not fit enough to go out there, and you say, no, I still go because that's stupidity. It shows you that he doesn't know what he's doing. That's what I'm trying to get at. This has been a failure. It's been an absolute failure. There's no excuses for it, big man. There isn't. You guys bust. You simply bust. We were slating the Clippers last year and now it's your turn. You deserve it. You fully deserve it. There's no excuse for it. It was a failure of a season. There's no excuse for it, buddy. Can I go now? Are you finished? Are you good? Okay, go for it, but then we'll let you I can't.
1: I can't acknowledge what you're saying, Vincent, without being disrespectful. Like, there's no way... How you can turn around and say it's a failure of a season because literally, every, you just said, we built this project to go out and win a ring. Mm-hmm. First of all, I didn't realise that Harden, Kyrie and KD, Steve Nash um, and all these other players, I didn't realise they're leaving at the end of this season. I didn't realise it was a one-year project like you're making it sound out to be. I mean, <laughs> we've, we've got years. We've got I'm years to, to win man. it. Oh, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Oh, big man. But I would love so, to know. So you know the so question, truly the question think? Was, so no, you truly think?
0: Ask. No, no, but you truly think? So next year, play, play teams like teams like the Warriors aren't going to be back next year. Do you think teams like the Lakers are going to be back next year?
1: Let me your just team... let me just carry on making the point I was going to make. You said I I objected to you saying we didn't have a backup plan. What I would like to hear what your backup plan for any team to lose two top ten borderline top ten players. Is. Right, you
2: keep saying this, Theo, but I'm going to have to bring up the Atlanta
1: Hawks at this point
2: because they don't have a top ten player. They don't have an All NBA player. They don't have an All Star. They are a collection of Trey Young, maybe top twenty, probably he's accelerated himself to that, and then a collection of anywhere between thirty and hundred and odd in the league players. You know, they're not. They don't have that All Star player, and they've just upset the number one seed in the playoffs without home court advantage.
1: Very much so, but is that team not built around Trey Young? Did they not just spend an entire off season building around building the team to be set up the way they want it to be set up? We've built our team to be built around this big three. So, do you if, do you, you, not, if you, do you take Trey that... Young out, of, take Trey Young out of that Hawks team, do they upset the one seed? Mm, potentially not. No. But does that not say more for the Nets? Maybe going in for the Harden trade maybe wasn't
2: the best idea in the world. Losing, sacrificing all that depth. That's why well,
1: it's as as I say though, like James Harden was the most durable player in the league before he came to Brooklyn. Like, and he's carrying a lot of holiday morning. weight. Well, it certainly certainly seems that way now. He will be coming into next season anyway, going home early. But at the end of the day, we got we traded Karis Levert, who is injury prone, has spent significant amount of times on the sidelines every season since he's been a Brooklyn Net. Is injury prone, and Jarrett Allen, who yes is a is a. a good defensive player. He's a good rebounder of the ball. He would have factored into that game to a degree. He's not going to have as much impact as James Harden. Again, the most durable player in the league. Nobody's signing, like when the Harden trade's going through and we're giving up these depth pieces. The other players that we lost, by the way, Rodion's crew Torian Prince, should never have seen playoff rotation minutes. So we're only really talking about Allen and Levert. Mm -hmm. Nobody, when that Harden trade's going through, the conversation was never had. Yes, we're giving up these four players do we re- are we running the risk of if if James gets injured can we rely on Curry should we be relying on Levert instead like it was never a who's going to be there for us when we need him between no a player you've got who's all these picks no but, season. Did, no
0: but you got all these picks you got all, you made all these decisions you made everything on the on the basis that you are going to win the title this year that was it, would have been, it was it would have been, been great to it's, not it year, year. it's not for next year it's not for next year yeah you can't you can't go all clippers on us
2: now
1: and say oh it wasn't championship or bus this season honestly every, yeah. every, you, Listen, you were expected I, if, to win the championship we, Yes, and if we'd lost with Kyrie and Harden, or even even without Harden, so say Harden was injured as he was going into the series, had we lost with KD and Kyrie, I would have be, I'd agree with you. It'd be disappointing. I probably would still wheel out the Harden thing, is like, oh, we didn't have James Harden. Well, that'd be a li- that would be a much weaker oh, line of worries. argument than it is right now. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm adamant. The, the Atlanta Hawks. You take the second and third best player, whoever that is, Gallinari or whatever, Kevin Huerta, Take those out of the, the, the Atlantic. Ginger line Wade. <laughs> exactly. They, they don't win. Like you, I I feel like I'm just repeating myself over and over again. And I am for a large to a large point. Is you in denial? You, I'm not in denial, of Vinny. I've you still are. yet to hear your backup plan. What, I've what told possible you, backup plan? Tell, tell me again. I'm trying to say to you, the no, question. It's not about me. Plan, the, am I the GM possibly of the Nets? Could be? Am
0: I the GM of the Nets? No, no, no. no but you're saying I'm, we
1: failed to prepare a backup plan. No, and I'd like I'm to know to say what, is, what a backup plan could I'm be I'm trying to lose two of your best players. I'm trying to say is, you
0: were all in this year to win The championship, you were all in. Theo, don't even try making that face. You said you were going to win the championship throughout this entire year. I did, I did, and I stand by that. And I stand by. Had we not lost Kai and James, we wouldn't have won it. No, no, no. Listen, and then obviously that strength puts puts some maybe. Let's move on, Jared, because this guy was is is in denial and he won't admit that. I, I just,
2: yeah, yeah. I just want to bring up one last point. We've spoken about Joe Harris already. Um, I stated very strongly at the start of the season that he was overpaid. He was given, I think, it was eighty million, was it, for five years or something like that. Uh, felt like an overpay at the time. We had UK shout out to UK Nets fans. Um, who came on the podcast and basically, along with the, I laughed me out of time that the best three point shooter in the league getting a, a, con- a long term contract of about sixteen million a year is not an overpay. Okay, well, he's not. He wasn't the best three-point shooter in the league. Across the playoffs, he was the 33rd best three-point shooter in the league. 33rd. Honestly, I was amazed well, he
1: was that high. To li-
2: Listen to some of these names who shot better than Joe Harris from three in the playoffs. Julius Randall. That's right. Patrick Beverly. <laughs> Acundo Campazzo. Romeo Langford. Who? Who's that? Marcus Howard, who, and these guys aren't just, you know, they shot one of two in one game. These guys are all like up above like 15, 20 attempts in their series. Even Russell Westbrook. Now I'm joking. That's a bit too far. But Joe Harris was absolutely overpaid and has proven to be a little bit of a playoff choke artist, which it doesn't look good for the future for the Nets. And it's a failure of a season.
0: But anyway,
1: let's move on, okay? Just, because just, just, This is just clarity for the listeners at home. This is what I have to deal with. Not so much Jared. I can, I can, I can understand what Jared's saying. And I agree about Joe Harris. However, failure of a season. I think, I think looking back on
2: this, you've got to look back and say... the the target for the season wasn't met. I think that's what Vinny's trying to get at. Yes, there's always the factors, but when you look back in history, you don't think back to, oh, that team that was really good that season, but then, you know, Dirk got injured in the playoffs or, you know, Dwight Howard got injured in the playoffs or whatever. Like, you look back at this, it's the Nets should have won the best I'll give you an
0: example, Jared. You you, You think about LeBron James... What, what, do, what critique do you always say about LeBron James that always steps you down in standard for him is that loss against the Mavs mm-hmm. because he should have won the title. Yeah. He should have won the title. With the Nets, they should have won the championship this year. There's no Nets have won it's championship no, without, without listen, James Harden no, and Kyrie no, no, Irving. No, that's what get. Answer, listen, answer no, no. Answer no, question. Just answer that question. Answer that question. I'm not answering answer that answer question. It. I'm because answering it. Because otherwise, the if you
1: if you if you are saying yes, they should have won without Kyrie Irving and James Harden, then you're incredibly misguided and really overestimating the Nets' listen, role players. Listen, if not, then you're you're implying that the Nets you, should have made Kyrie Irving and James Harden play in their injuries. Is that what you're saying?
0: I'm trying Don't put words in my mouth, Theo. Which is it? I'm trying to say is this season it was a failure in my eyes for you guys. You needed to win the championship and you didn't. Simply we didn't put need it, to win the championship. You instead. did. No, not needed what? to win. But actually, you were you before even Harden came to the series, Before the season even began, feel you were saying that the Nets are title contenders and they once we to. I said we were favourites. I said favorite favorites. to win it. Right. Before going into the playoffs, Harden, I said they we were favourite. Before even Harden came in, and then you got all the people that you wanted, all the pieces that you wanted. You brought in James Harden, one of the most powerful offensive players in the league. You were even saying how impressed you were walking triple double, absolutely breaking records, doing this, doing that, and then just because a couple of players go down, it's not oh,
1: right. Let's move on because it's not just a couple of players, Vincent, is it? Just, just a couple. Just because just, you do just your, a couple just, of all NBA players. I think. I think.
0: Complaining. Are the are, are players complaining right now? I no. think we're going in. We're
2: going. Yeah, we're we're going in circles a little bit with the losing Kyrie and, and Harden thing. I do think though we have like what since Kyrie Irving hit that shot in the you know famous series against the Warriors. There's been five seasons. Okay, I was listening. I think it was on the Bill Simmons podcast. I think he's been healthy for two of those seasons since then, and one of them he absolutely flamed out in the playoffs. It's hard to, you know, Chris Kyrie Irving. When he's there, he's great, but he's he's often not there. And I know this was a very innocuous injury that he he, he suffered, but is he the is he is he a, a top? Is he a top three player? Really, you know, is it is it worth keeping him around? With he needed a
0: break. That's what he needed, Jared. He needed a bit of a break. The stress was getting to him. Anywho, let's move. We need move to talk, about the, books. Need yeah, to talk about the box. We need to talk about the let's Move books. on. Actually, let's talk about the box. I'd love let's to know your book. thoughts on
1: the box. Please okay. talk to me about the
0: box, uh, you uh, you, You've not been letting me speak much this episode. I'm, you've been shutting me. Honestly, I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm asking you. Me him, speak a little bit. Tell me about the box, Vincent. Vincent. He's, his voice is getting high, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. He's getting higher. Okay, but anyway. Ah, uh, the Bucks. They, I thought they were good. They, they they turned up. They turned up when they needed to. They shouldn't have lost Game Five. Was it Game Five? Mm. No, yeah. Game Five, Game C. Game Five was just a joke. How they lost that game? They were dominating. I think they were like eighteen points up or like twenty points up. And then it really just shows you the importance of the fourth quarter. So I was really heavily impressed by the, the Nets coming back. Obviously, KD does what he does. KD showed why he's one of the greatest players to ever play this game. Um, stepped up, led his team well and kind of just dragged them really so I was really impressed by that people like Yanis, he did some sloppy plays who should have been improved. that's the one thing I could look at Yanis. sometimes he, he gets a bit kind of cocky it's like a, that, that fade away against James Harden mm. I felt like he was just doing that because it was James Harden because him and James Harden have got that beef and I felt like you're just doing that just to kind of get one over on James Harden he didn't need to do that but obviously, we know Giannis, he needs to work on his free throws as well. Like uh, this offseason, he needs to really work on his free throws. I'm, I'm sorry, but somebody needs to teach him that this method you're doing is not working. Just try something else, big man. But yeah, box well done on them. People like PJ Tucker made it difficult for KD. I know KD still dropped 40 on him, but it made it difficult for KD, made everything work hard for it. So it was a good, it was a good, it was a good. Good, good seven game series by the books, which I, I, I I, for, I foresaw it mm-hmm. happening. I, I say boxing seven, ladies and gentlemen, and I was slated last week for it. But and you
1: deserved it.
0: Listen, I, but was I wrong though? There you go. I wasn't wrong, was I though? There you go. I think,
2: really, I don't, I, don't, I personally, I don't really think Milwaukee had a, a very good game in this series. Like it's that what, which is again the Nets probably should have still won it because Milwaukee didn't shoot the ball well, really, in any of the games. But just overall, as a team, they are the better team. They're not a collection of individual ISO players like the Nets are. They have a solid team unit who all, you know, come in, do the job, do exactly what's expected of them. Um, just grinding it out through the end. And Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton were poor in Game 7 for the first three quarters. But in the fourth and overtime, I think they went like eight for seventeen. This is two experienced players who know that sometimes you're going to miss shots, but you need to step up in the biggest way. And I think a lot of credit needs to go to Yanis. Yes, he had his free throw struggles, but I mean I think he averaged like 34 and 13 for the series on like 57% shooting. You can't expect more from him. Um, and he even stopped taking threes, which was another probably another hey, big, did you see big that? Swing. Three,
0: did you see that mid oh that 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 three that that three from the middle? That was not bad. That that was not bad
1: when he banked in. <laughs> Not
0: too bad. Not too bad.
1: Yeah. Anyway. What, what what are your thoughts on the fact that the he consistently takes 12 and 13 seconds to shoot his free throws? I mean, I mean, he doesn't and, he and, does he
2: doesn't take 12 and 13. He takes 12 and 13 according to the next fans going one, two, three, four, five, six,
1: seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, that's I, 10 I, back. Yeah, I whistle. implore you, go back and watch game four, game five, game six. Get your stopwatch. You will see it for yourself when the ball touches. Even if, give, it a, give it a moment after he captures it. Start your top watch. You will see 12 and 13 seconds every single time. And he actually know about you game seven.
0: And the thing is, because I didn't realise, I thought it was timed, but it's not timed. It's only the referees that make that decision. So I think the referees are doing what you were doing, Jared. They were just saying the Nets are saying fast. <laughs> But I won't exactly. be surprised if it is like over ten Honest, seconds.
2: Honestly, if the if the crowd weren't chanting, I think he would have got called for more 100%. than one throughout the series. Them, them chanting, you could tell they were counting too fast. Okay, maybe by the end of it, it was ended up about twelve seconds, whatever. They were getting to like fourteen and fifteen. There was no way it was fifteen seconds. So then chanting probably cost a couple of free. Throw and he started violations. hitting
0: them as well. He eight hitting eight, them eight for count.
2: fourteen. Like that's yeah. that's you can't expect more from him than that. Unfortunately.
1: Anything you want to say to it, Theo, about the Bucks? No, the Bucks played, I agree with Jared. I think they played okay. They didn't really agree do... with me
0: any today, are you, Jared? Theo? No, no you said the you,
1: you said the Bucks played well, and I don't really think we did at any point. We just took wow. care of business. They had <laughs> the ex- out. Exactly. Exactly. So, so, so being,
0: being a team, being a team, being a team when you're when you've become like a an absolute joke of a, a club of a team when you've lost game two abysmally. Is that a word? Is that even a word? Nice no, yeah. word. That's a word. But okay. Wow. When you <laughs> you beat a team, you win. You beat them three times on the, and you're thinking that's not playing really well. I guess so. Then I guess it's not, there, gentlemen.
1: Vincent, I wouldn't. I think we probably struggle to beat most teams in the league or in a seven-game series without two of our best players. We need to do that. Here move we on. go
0: again. Here we go again. I
1: keep I was asking about, about, it, Matt, the Matt. I yeah.
0: about the box. I asked about the box.
1: You asked about the books and they played okay. They were okay. Did good in they did okay. good enough to take they beat what was in front of them. That was all they had to do. So fair play oh. soon. Wow. Fair play Wow. Soon. Okay. Uh now let's Thanks do That was met the criteria. See you all next week. <laughs> See you next season, Theo. You probably won't be on the next couple of episodes. now. true.
2: That's
1: <laughs> true.
0: Because you'll still be thinking it's not a failure a season. Yeah. Anywho, <laughs> <laughs> anywho. Uh Atlanta versus the Philadelphia 76ers, this has been a It was a failure season. of
1: the season from the 76ers.
0: Oh, here we go, here we go. what? it was. <laughs> you're a bit touchy today, you're a bit salty today, brother. <laughs> That's
1: all, I that wasn't Vinny until I heard you and the, some of the ridiculous things you've just said. It's a failure of a season. But anyway,
0: um, the 76ers versus the Atlanta Hawks, been a great series I want to start off with you, what did you think of it?
1: Really, really good. Hats off to the Atlanta Hawks, who at the start of the season were doing awfully. They had the they were stricken by injury. Um, surprisingly enough, they had players that were out injured and they didn't play well. Those players came back from injury along with a little bit of a coaching change, had a bit of a shuffle and they've been on an, trending upwards ever since. And they're still trending upwards now somehow in the playoffs. Nobody expected them to, to get to the playoffs at one point. And then I think we all had the Knicks to beat them in the first round. And then they've just gone and done that to... the the Eastern Conference favourites probably um, and beating them in seven. Who are not not without their own issues in, in Philadelphia, but again, you can only beat what's in front of you, and they did a superb job of that. Like Jared mentioned, they they, they play their whole setup is to maximise the absolute very most out of every single player that they've got on the court. They really play they play to the strengths in every position in a big way, um, and it was it was incredible to watch. And I'm a I'm a I'm converted now. I'm a, I'm officially a Trey Young lover, and I'll mm-hmm. tell you for why. I don't know if you've seen it, but the um, Sh- I think Shams tweeted this afternoon that the NBA are changing the the guidance for referees for next season when it comes to unnatural shooting motions, particularly with regards to jumping backwards and sideways and whatnot. So foul baiting rat boy is no no more from next season. So I can appreciate Trey Young for everything that he does well in the game rather than his silly foul baiting all the time. So well done that man. Trey Young, yeah, absolutely. Superb. superstars are made in the playoffs and he's really proving that what, how good he can be. Um, So it's very, very exciting. It's, they've done men. The, the 76ers absolutely bottled it. What What is going on in Philadelphia now? But the Hawks were just mind blowing emoji.
0: Yeah. When I, when I thought about the series, I just look at some really great games. I remember game four when they were at the, where they were at Philadelphia. Was it game four, game five? I'm confused. Game five, I want to say. Game five, I think they're like 20 points down or 18 points down as well. They look like... I think I remember watching that game. I was to just sign out. I was like, I'm done. I thought to myself, this game is over. They've lost this game. There's no way of coming back with it. The lemon 76ers Pepper Lou stepped up, didn't he? <laughs> honestly, the 70, the 76ers looked absolutely like they were they were, they were running away with it. But then, as Jared just said, Lemon, lemon Pepper Lou. Is it called Lemon Pepper Lou? Lemon Pepper Pepperloo, I think it's right but he came on him and Trey just stepped up together they just didn't just give up they didn't lie and take it they they stood their ground they, they played well they played well together he showed you he still got it why he's known for being a sixth man because he just comes off the bench he just does his job and they were outstanding they came back lost game five lost game six sorry which was unfortunate but the 76ers stood their ground as well but Game seven at, at at Philadelphia to to do that at their own ground. I just think is so incredible. Trey Young, like we all rave, everyone else, all these players like your your Devin Booker, your your uh, Luca Modric, Luca Modric, what is wrong with me? <laughs> the <Luka>, Euros is on. Luca <laughs> Doncic, your I don't know who what other do- do- Donovan Mitchell. We rave about all of them. But then you have a player like Trey Young, who's just been leading his team at 22 years old, and he's just stepped up, and he's this is his first ever playoffs to take his team to the conference finals. I just, I'm rooting for them. I'm really, really rooting for them. I hope they do well. I don't think they will, but I hope they seriously do well. And I'm rooting for Trey Young at the moment. He's boiling.
2: I think we need to give a lot of uh, respect to Nate McMillan as well. And he had a, a. Quite a surprising sacking after the bubble last season in Indiana. And I mean, it's really not gone well for Indiana since then. And since he got employed as the coach for the Hawks, I think they're like 35 and 15 or something like that, which has got to be one of the top few records in the league since then, including playoffs. So absolutely incredible. Kevin Huerta, the uh Ginger Wade, I think he's... Uh, we've got Ginger Shaq from the UK communities, He's uh, acted like Ginger Dwayne Wade there, his favourite player, I believe. Um, took advantage of his matchup and obviously carried them in Game 7. Um, ben Simmons, wow. We we need a conversation about Ben Simmons. Maybe not today, but at some point. Like, I know Vinny, I brought it up once already. I know when the Harden trade was being explored, you, you were desperate to get Ben Simmons. But, I mean, you've got like seven or eight draft picks, all of whom could probably be better than Ben Simmons. So <laughs> maybe retroactively, maybe the, the, the Houston front office, yes, a pick isn't a player. It's not, you know, it's not something material yet. You've got to wait six years to get a great draft pick. But I mean, Ben Simmons is, is probably on the trading block now and it's definitely, I think, played his last game for Philadelphia.
0: Yeah, obviously we'll touch on this a little bit about Ben Simmons' person. I feel like we should. But with Ben Simmons, like I feel really bad for him. I think he's had a, a rough couple of days. Like, No, look, this is me. I just feel like he's had a rough couple of days. He's because on himself, literally. I, I know, yeah, I'm, not denying. I'm not denying it. Yes, he's brought it on himself. But I feel really, really bad for him. Because people forget Ben Simmons is a baller when he wants to be. He's an absolute baller. He's probably one of the best players in this league when he's on fire. Probably top top 20. So you wouldn't say he's top 20 in the, in the league right now, Phil? How can you
1: have just watched that series, I'm, Vincent, and say listen, that man is a I'm top 20 player? I'm saying when he's bowling. NBA. Did I not say that when he's bowling, Phil? All right. Terence Mann's top 20 when he's bowling. Okay, fine. Fine, My, fine. Do you know what fine. What I mean? fine. No, no,
0: no, no. It's not like that, Phil. It's not nothing like that. You, you're telling me before this series, Ben Simmons wasn't a top 20 player?
2: No, I don't think so.
0: Okay then, Fair top twenty. Top 20. Yeah. Fine, disagree to that. Maybe huh? hmm. top thirty. Right, top, top, top 30. thirty. Right, Ben Simmons is a top thirty player. Okay, fine. Your own opinion, because I genuinely think Ben Simmons, when he's bowling, when he's actually playing his best, he's a top twenty player. And I feel like potentially he's been getting all this grief, obviously well deserved, because he's kind of shied away from responsibility. His, his responsibilities of being the second man, he didn't take that. And I feel kind of bad for him in that sense. But yes, you are right. His time is done at the 76ers. But I want not say no to him. If if, if there was a way of working around with him, I wouldn't say no to him. Ben Simmons just has to work on other things, but he's stubborn. He doesn't want to change his ways, and it can be quite difficult. It reminds me of like a Russell Westbrook, a person who doesn't want to change their ways. This is how I play. I'm not moving on. I'm not changing. Ben Simmons needs a person who's just going to sit him down, or a coach who's going to tell him, like, you need to change that in your game. You need to work on this in your game. You got to have confidence. If you don't want to be a, a, sh- a three point shooter, fine. If you don't even want to be a shooter, but you got to have confidence to make sure you're going at the paint. you got to go at it constantly. Even work on your free throws because that can be worked on. I'm not expecting Ben Simmons to come out next year and be a great three-point shooter or even a jump shot. I'm not expecting that from him. But someone needs to coach him and just be like, you got to just work on what you're good at and just work on even more. you got to prove it because I feel like Ben Simmons, I'm telling you now, if he gets the right coach behind him, he can be it. Absolutely brilliant! This guy is all defensive player, all, all defensive team. Of like past two years, he was an all. He's been all star every single one. I'm sorry, Ben Simmons is an absolute baller when he's doing it. But I'm not excusing what he's done in this series. He was too. He didn't take on his responsibility as the second best player on the team, and that's why he let himself down.
2: I think it's like interesting with Ben Simmons because, like at the moment, like I'm saying, like he's probably going to get traded, and he's not going to get like a lot back. But if he got to a new team, I was watching a video of like his highlights from summer league, and he was like hitting like fadeaway jumpers, not like three pointers, but like in the lane, like you know, bang shots, like two-point mid-range field goals, and he just doesn't play like that anymore. And I do think part of it is probably because like obviously Embiid is the better player and he's like camped in where Ben Simmons wants to go and he's just lost his confidence.
0: I just believe he needs someone who can just put his arm around him and just be like, look, let's forget about this year, okay? (laughs) Let's forget about this year. Let's work on you being on the free throw. Just work on that because you really need to work on that. And that's something he can learn that can be improved. Just simple free throw shots. That's it. Simple, learn, teach them that. Like, that's his priority. Because defensively, you're good. Don't worry about defensively. You're good. You're one of the best defenders in the league. You're good with that. You can guard anyone if you want. You're good at that. You're good. But then, just work on the free throw and have confidence. Work on what you can. You can drop 40 in anyone if you wanted to. So you can just work on that. And that's what I'm trying to get out. I would have him. If the Houston Rockets said, we're getting Ben Simmons, I will not be mad. I will not be mad. I would just make sure we have enough people around him who can shoot. That's the only thing he needs. He needs shooters around him. Now, you could say that he had that with the 76ers. He had that with the 76ers. He yeah, had hella that. shooters
1: around him. Yeah,
0: hella that's what I'm trying to get at, Theo. Let me speak. So he had hella shooters. But he, he didn't have confidence. He got shy. The, the, the pressure took over him. Or he, Joel Embiid being there in his presence, it might have made it difficult for him because he's already playing bad. And Joel Embiid's like the MVP. That pressure of having to be the second man might have overtook him. And you have to remember this guy's a young lad. How old is he? 25? 24? 24. He's st- 24 years old. He's still he's still growing as an individual. I know it can look old, but I am feel like he needs that person that could just put his arm around him and just be like, look, go for it. Come on, you got this. You get players out there. I feel like people have written Ben Simmons off as like he's a terrible player. Ben Simmons is still a baller. You all forget he's an all-star. He's all defensive t- player and one of the best defenders in the league, without a doubt. So that's why I feel like, just work on the free throw, you're good. That's what he needs to work on, is confidence in his free throw shot. But he needs to stop
1: being stubborn. Yeah, it's a good point you said before about him um, having to come back with a shot in the summer. And it doesn't need to be a three-pointer, it doesn't even need to be a jump shot. If he can come back and shoot 75% from the line, it'll be completely open up his game. Because we saw it, particularly at the end of Game 7, where he passed up that dunk because he was afraid of getting fouled. He didn't want the free throws because he was down on his confidence and he, he, he can't really necessarily shoot very well from the free throw line. So it's if he can go and you can, you can learn that in a summer, you can come back and, and shoot and he, he's, in regular season, he's not a terrible free throw shooter. He's not good, but he's not certainly not among the worst in the league. He can come back and learn that over the course of a summer. Yeah. So that's, that's the key for him going forward. you like saving. he's just, if he can have confidence in his free throw shooting, he would be a much. And much the thing is as well, the player. thing is that this may sound like,
0: but, you're in game seven, you're on the home. You are doing bad in the free throw line already. You know I'm terrible right now. You might just do what he did. Because you might go, I don't want to get to the free throw because I'm so bad right now. I'm playing bad. See, so Mago, let me just get let me just because he thought that's an open, that's an open shot for that guy as well. So you might do that in that moment because I'm th- he might. He's thinking the best of the t- interest of the team because he goes. I'm terrible in the line right now. I'm doing absolutely awful at the line. So putting me there, I'm gonna just mess it up for us. So yes, he's pieing off the responsibility to someone else, which is not good in that sense. But it's not like he he passed someone where that person was it was it was not gonna nowhere gonna get that because it was still open for the other player as well. But I I kind of get why he did it because it's not like he was sh- he, he was shying away from responsibility, but because he's trying to make sure to get the, the, the he gets the points because he knows I can't get to the free throw line I'm terrible right now, so I kind of get what I'm trying to get out with it. But I just feel I feel bad for him the past couple of days. The grief he's got, I get. There's reasons behind him why Philadelphia won him out now, probably. But I, it's gonna be hard. We'll see what happens for him anyway
1: you've done my in tonight, mate. I'm not very happy with you. Um, Shock! I'm surprised. Just, I feel that we need to have a frank and honest discussion now. You've just sat here and defended Ben Simmons passing up an open shot to pass to a fully contested was it was it Tobias Harris? No, it's was Tybal, was, um, Matisse Tybal. Like Ben Simmons, who is supposed to be and at times is one of the, a, a great elite finisher at the rim, pass that up to to Teibel, who's who's a good player, not necessarily anywhere nearly as good as Ben Simmons at finishing. When there was two players around Tybalt and Ben Simmons was wide open, you've just sat here and justified to all of us. Yeah, and it was a bad idea, but I can see why he's done it. But the Brooklyn Nets lose two of the best players, and all of a sudden it's a failure of a season, Vincent. Do you see why I'm angry? Do you see, listeners, what I've got to Jared, deal with every week?
0: we feel, feel, feel. Put yourself in the shoes of Ben Simmons.
1: I'll give you an example. I don't get paid millions of dollars to put a ball in a basket. Big man, I'm just trying to say I'm I'm
0: just trying to say is you're in game seven, you're in home, I'm doing terrible at the free throw. I'm absolutely awful. I'm breaking records right now (laughs) as one of the worst free throw shots in the in the history of NBA. I do not want to get to that line because I am already like doing so bad and my team are down as well. My team are down. I can't afford to get to that line. So that's why I get where he's coming from, why he did that. Because he knew I can't get to the free throw. I'm literally the worst person in history right now at the free throw line. If I get to the free throw line, I'm going to lose my team the game. So I'm a pass to a player who's going to get that. That's what I'm trying to get at. That's why I've got a reason. I'm not saying it's a it's a good excuse, but I'm just trying to say is you can get why he done that. You can get it. So and it's not like... You, he... can, you
1: can get why Simmons passed up an open shot. You're not saying it's a good excuse, but you can yeah. get why it's happened. Yeah. But with the Nets are down two players and that's not a good excuse, uh... you can't get why they've lost. It's just a failure.
0: It is. Move on, Vincent. It is. It's a failure of a season. You're going to brought it back up, big man. But anywho... Uh, I'm just
1: pointing out your inconsistencies, Vincent. It's no, like you like always say, him. Theo, I
0: said books in seven. I was right. But sure. anyway, uh, let's move on to... The Clippers versus the Utah yes. Jazz. Mm-hmm. Utah Jazz. Uh, really exciting series. Really exciting series. We saw last week, I think we had breaking news in the Met the Criteria group chat where you all bo- you both texted me saying Kawhi Leonard is out. I was like, what? My mind was blown, ladies and gentlemen. Um, what do you think about this series,
2: Jared? Vinny, we've thrown some pelters at Theo on this part, you and I, um... Are you somehow more angry with you than me? That's absolutely
0: fine. He's just angry at me today. I I, I would
1: just like to point out to the listeners as well, Jared turned up to our local basketball game last night wearing a Yanis Antetokounmpo top. He doesn't even own a Yanis Antetokounmpo top. He sourced it specifically to rub it in my face. And I didn't even realise at first. He's like, all right, mate. And I was like, yeah, I'm good at you. And then it was only like a good two minutes later. I was like, hold on a minute. Just so I've come to... See, I've come to terms with Jared so far, but <laughs> listening to Vincent's ridiculousness, this is fresh. And that's why at the moment I feel particularly more strongly towards Vincent than I do Jared. Sorry, so, I I, Jared. Yeah, to, to be fair, you know, me and Vinny often get into the arguments, So it's nice that me and Vinny are on the same page
2: this week, but we've we've got to come at you on this one, Vinny. Um, Paul George has rewritten his, his playoff reputation, I think this season in the, A dire situation, losing... As he's said many times, losing the best player. He has really, really stepped up. I love the way that Paul George is playing because he's not just looking for his... He's he's involved in every single play. The ball pretty much always ends up in his hands at some point in the play. But he's not just looking for his own shot. He's playing more of a sort of... Not the same level, obviously. More of a LeBron-ish role. Very much a kind of point-forward type player trying to get other guys involved. Getting into the getting into the hoop when he can, and you know taking his jump shots when he can, but you know looking for everyone else. So I really really enjoyed the way that he played, especially in this series against the Jazz. Um, he's got the most most fourth quarter points in the playoffs so far as of when I looked this up, which I think was Sunday. So that's, again, impressive. You know, he's, he's performing right up into the sort of clutch situation. So, um, yeah, love the way Paul George is playing. Terence Mann, oh, my goodness, absolutely incredible performance, making Rudy Gobert look absolutely stupid. Um, but, yeah, hats off to the Clippers because they've had two tough series starts and I've just ne- never said die and just keep, keep on going. And now they're in the conference finals for the first time ever.
0: Yeah, I personally feel like,
1: okay. You're on thin ice, Vincent, so just think about this now before you speak. Sorry, what did you say? say? I said you're on thin ice, so just think before you speak. Listen, listen, my poor George.
0: Listen, Theo okay. I I can't say it. I'm sorry. I thought I could. I can't. I can't, ladies and gentlemen. I can't. Yeah. He who must not be named had a good game, okay, there. He's he had, had more a, than a good game. He's, he's had okay. a good player? I can't, Jared. I can't, okay? I can't. I'm sorry. I just can't, okay? Uh, But man, 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 he was good. He was good dropping 34 points. 39. Uh, on, th- th- sorry?
2: 39.
0: 39. Wow. Mm-hmm. Did not know that. He was balling. I think you hear about, I think I watched once a podcast with Damien Lillard says sometimes when you're in the zone, you feel like any every shot you make is going to go in, and you have confidence it's going to go in. Like you hear about players who say that once they're in the zone. I don't know if you've ever experienced it in real life, where you just feel like everything you're doing is just on point. Like I had my three minute of fame a couple of weeks ago when we were playing basketball <laughs> and I became oh, wow. and I became Kawhi Leonard for like three minutes <laughs> it's, <laughs> you know, true. it's true he did it yeah. is true ladies and gentlemen, for like three minutes on the court I was like Kawhi Leonard and then he turned
2: back into Stanley from the office yeah, about yeah, two yeah, minutes got, later
1: <laughs> for three
0: minutes I was in the zone I felt it's like true. I could do anything tonight but yeah I think We all have that moment. I think that's what the man had. He must have had a moment where he felt like this is my night. This is a night where I can show to the world, to the Clipper organization, to my owner, to my players, what I can do. And he was in the zone. He was absolutely fantastic. He had a hell of a game. But it wasn't just him. He was even Reggie Jackson. Mm -hmm. He had a brilliant, outstanding game. Just like led it in the fourth quarter. He was unbelievable. I saw that. I was like, man... But the thing is, they came down as well. They were down from that game, weren't they? But like I said, it's, I think the key for this series, it shows you how great Ty Lewis is as a coach. He is a fantastic coach who made changes to the team, lost his best player, his best player, a top five player in the league, and yet he still went to the conference final. And I think that's a really heavily impressive. And yeah, a certain individual did all right as well.
1: Yeah, I, I want to give like a reverse shout-out, a call-out, I suppose, to um, reigning Defensive Player of the Year, Rudy Gobert, who I had tagged all along as Defensive Player of the Year for his defensive impact on the court. Like, Not always measurable in the box score, but the, just the impact that Gobert has on the game, in the regular season, apparently, um, is like he, he passes the eye test with regards to his defensive impact. You can see that players are physically scared to, to go into the paint when Gobert is there. Mm-hmm. And he's just completely ineffective in in this playoff series against the Clippers, particularly in the, the last couple of games. He was nowhere to be seen. Terence Mann had him on bread, he had him on toast, he had him on cheese on, he had him on eggs, he had him on full English breakfast. He was he was I don't even I've, I've lost the, the sense and analogy, but he, he was battering him. He was really beating him up. Um Scobert, it, it's tough to it's difficult because it's like when you've got Devin, Devin Booker? Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell. When you've got Donovan Mitchell, um, who is a superb scorer, and you've got Rudy Gobert, who's supposedly an incredible defender, and the two together are like fire and ice, yin and yang. They should be like the perfect combination, but you can't afford for one of those ice or fire to either melt or like, go out. Like <laughs> it, it's, it, I, feel, I feel bad for Donovan Mitchell because he was relying on Gobert, and Gobert really like, he let him down he obviously wasn't the reason he lost the series but you would expect a big time player defensive player of the year to let a young man in the form of Terence Mann come up and and do what he done did to go bears really really not good enough from Rudy and he's almost making me want to rescind my vote for DPOY and I have to vote for Ben Simmons otherwise Teibel I'd vote for Teibel probably Uh, uh, this is it the both of the leading defensive player of the year candidates haven't
2: had a good playoffs but i do i I don't think we go that far with it i don't think you can say that rudy wasn't the defensive player of the year because by all the metrics he absolutely was there's no doubt terence Mann did exploit the weaknesses we could say in rudy rudy gobert's defense however he did have a bit of a difficult job the a lot of the time, Rudy Gobert's role is like as a help defender, kind of near the rim, rim protector, which yes. is pretty yeah, pre, pre, yeah. pretty standard for a centre. For him to then have to be there helping on the drives, then the ball gets kicked out and he's somehow got to get to the corner and get to Terence Mann. It, it's a difficult job and it really speaks more, not to Rudy Gobert's lack of effectiveness as a defender, but more the Jazz as a whole. They have one... Very, very, very good defender. Rice O'Neill is is a pretty good defender. No one else on that team really defends anyone. I mean, Mitchell doesn't, Joe Ingles doesn't, uh, Bogdanovich isn't a very good you know, team defender, maybe one-on-one he's okay. It really speaks to the fact that they, they are in a bit, they're not as good of a defensive team, especially in the playoffs when teams can sort of work to exploit the, the weaknesses. Uh, the biggest thing for the Jazz moving forward though is, is Rudy Gobert's contract, because I think, I think it's 2025, 20, 26, he's, he's getting paid $47 million, which is absolutely unreal for someone who really doesn't offer a lot on the offensive end and defensively can be taken out or exploited in a series as we've just seen. So, yeah, tough stuff for the Jazz. Yeah, albatross. Uh, it's an
0: albatross of a absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe this off season we could potentially see some move move around a little bit. Like I hope because there's some players I need to move to one player. Some other people need to stay. Some people need to leave because especially it's like we heard rumors. Like I saw somewhere potentially we could see, see CJ McCollum swap with. Ben Simmons, that could potentially happen. I've heard,
2: sorry to jump in, Minnie, but I've heard that the Trailblazers and the Bulls are the two teams that are sort of favourites to look into a Ben Simmons trade. And that absolutely terrifies me because I do
1: not want Ben Simmons on my team right so there you go we what, could potentially- whatever ha- whatever happens let's just hope that no player makes no sorry no team makes any here trades go. for good players in hopes to improve the roster <laughs> in an attempt to win the championship and then to not win the championship here we go be a
0: here we go here we go uh, are you done hopefully there, that won't here.
1: happen yeah are you done yeah please please proceed
0: yeah proceed. thank you very much but yeah uh we, it's gonna be exciting the offseason but let's touch on another game um the last game we're going to talk about is the Suns versus the Nuggets. It seems so long ago, like I completely forgot about that game when they swept the might of Nikola Jokic and his Denver Nuggets. A uh, very, very sad way of ending Nikola Jokic's MVP uh, reign. Uh, him kind of getting kind of kicked out, obviously. I don't agree with it. I think it was just incredibly soft. Like, Nikolokic is not one of those who's kind of aggressive like that. He's a nice guy. Like, he gets angry with the refs more than the players. When I've seen Nikolokic play, he never really gets mad with players. He gets more angry with the refs. Like, even after what he did with Payne, he went in and apologized. He's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to actually. He was just frustrated and slapped him off. I wouldn't say it was worth ejection. So, in that situation, the, it kind of, kicked off a little bit between Devin Booker you know what I'm kind of not liking Devin Booker these days I don't know why I just don't really like him even though he's wow. balling I'm not really liking him right now I think because he kind of took did, did LeBron you see, James did, out he took did LeBron you see the James video? Kind or, of hurt
1: me. Did, sorry did you see the video of him in the off season when he was they were playing like pickup in a gym or something. <laughs> we're not doubling it up open in... gym. <laughs> yeah, they were just sending a double team at him. We're like, mate, you're an NBA player. Like, surely you can deal with a double. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm with you, Vincent, a little bit. Like, yeah. I do think he's a little bit of a diva. Yeah. A diva.
0: Yeah. I'm not like I I don't know. Like, yeah. Like, I, I, like, because oh, my favorite, one of my favorite players last year. But for some reason, I'm just falling out of love for him. I'm just kind of like, not be really a fan of you right now. But yeah, they swept the um the Denver Nuggets Chris Paul pay, played like a madman like class. one of his best games he's ever played in his life potentially he has been the key to the Suns being where they were like I'm kind of rooted to see where he can how far he can go with the boys uh, so it should be an exciting exciting series coming up with the Clippers versus um, the Suns we've had game one where Devin Booker dropped 40 triple double what do you guys think of, what do you think about that field
1: uh, yeah, it was good, wasn't it? And I think this is probably where the Clippers are, are going to miss Kawhi the most. I think trying to um, contend with the Suns. I mean, the Suns have been superb all year. This they defied everybody's expectations. That the Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Devin Booker combination is is lethal. That's gonna not having Kawhi there is gonna hurt. I think we're definitely gonna feel it more now than we did in the last series for the last couple of games. Who's there.
0: coming back first? Is Chris Paul or Kawhi Leonard? Or Kawhi Leonard is out for the entire series.
2: It's, Kawhi Leonard's done. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard is, is done. done. Uh, I, well, this is. The, I was just gonna say, like, it's all been very quiet on the Western front. We heard that he had a potential ACL injury and was definitely out in death. Well, he was out indefinitely. There's been no
1: update. So I, remember, I don't know if that's yeah. good I heard, news. I or heard ACL news. injury and assumed he was finished. i say saying, like, yeah. but if it's just a sprain, I guess it's maybe not. Um, I saw a video. I saw a video of him
2: in Game Six in the tunnel, just like watching them sort of win win the game, and then he walked down the tunnel and he wasn't even limping. So I mean that that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but it wasn't like he had a big big knee brace or ice or whatever. Mm. So who knows? Apparently the Clippers know, but we don't. <laughs>
1: wow. Well. I think Chris Paul's due back. I think after Game Two. I think because he did. He's had his vaccination. Apparently, rumor has it he has had his jab, but he still somehow contracted Rona um, and got tested positive, which probably has to compound him as the most unlucky player in NBA playoff history. Like with his injury, like to get vaccinated and still get it and be out and have to. Oh, I do feel bad for him. But the the Suns are holding down the fort without him. Proving maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe injuries. To your best players, don't matter.
0: Okay. You know what, boys? I, I, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling confident today. You know what? Because uh, so far, my predictions have been pretty accurate. You know, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if you know, you guys won't know, but Theo just made a funny face. I absolutely love that guy. Uh, but yeah, I hate you. Uh, I, I love you too, brother. But as I as everyone knows I'm really good at predictions like as we all know I said bucks in 7 I don't know if anyone knows even our last episode was called bucks in 7 but anywho Jared what do you think the predictions are with the conference finals so start off with the east
2: In the east I think I, you know, I I'm going to I'm going to go with the books, but I do think it will be a long series um Bucks in what though I'm going to say books in I'm going to say books in seven again. You know, I think I think Atlanta have just found the groove this playoffs, and I think they'll be able to to stretch it out. So yeah, give you books in seven.
1: Feel. I'm going to flip the script here, and I'm going to say Hawks in six. Just to be a little bit controversial, just maybe it's a little bit personal for me. I'd like to see the books get dumped out, maybe, but I think having seen what I saw in that that series against the Nets, I, I to, I just don't rate the books at the moment. Like. I, I, <laughs> I, the team that just knocked out the say. team
0: that just knocked out your boys, young do rate them. So That's a shock.
1: Yeah, maybe that. Maybe I'm just being biased, but at the moment, but I think the the Bucks aren't aren't playing great basketball at the minute. So it'll be interesting to see. Compared to the Hawks, who are playing probably the best basketball of the season, I, I'm I'm on board for it, and I'm just going to be controversial, and I and I want to see the Hawks do it in six. I'm there saying. you
0: go. I believe it will be Bucks in six. Uh, I don't want it to. You know what? Either of them. Uh, Oh, going forward I'd be happy I'm, I want the Bucs to go through and I want the, uh, the Hawks to go through so either one of them going through I'd be happy I feel like Trey's had a great season and playoff as well so he deserves to go through I feel like Yanis, Drew, PJ all of them they should go through as well so I'm happy whoever goes through in that series but I feel like it's going to be Bucs in six for the West Theo I you to tell what do you think
1: I'm going to say Suns in Suns in Suns in Suns in six I think as well um Again, it's it's a race of who can return. I guess, like you say, between Chris Paul and, and Kawhi, I expect Chris Paul to come back first. But the the Suns have, have held down home court without him so far. So if he is back in time for Game Three, um, Chris Paul, then that's going to be a tough game for uh, for LA at home. They've not they've not done very well in Staples so far in the playoffs. So you never know. They they could find themselves down two zero away from home. So uh, it who knows how that's going to shake out well i apparently know how it's going to shake out because i'm saying i'm predicting that the suns are going to win the suns now are officially my pick to win the whole thing just because of the whole steve nash and Mario Stardemeyer connection i want to see the suns do it and 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 uh, and chris paul get himself his ring. It'll a ring it will be a nice nice story for the guy if, if he can get over the hump and get it done so i'm saying suns in six Jared? Uh, give me give me clippers in six i'm going to
0: say clippers is seven uh, I feel I, I'm just one of the Clippers. I feel like the Clippers could do it. I I, I genuinely feel like potentially they could have an upset against. So I, I, I just want to take
2: a quick victory lap here because I I said I said Clippers books at the very start of the playoffs You know what? And real talk, is, Jared. That is looking pre- pretty real talk. Jared. This could
0: actually happen. It could be Clippers and Bucks final. And you said it'd you be know, boring. This playoffs has been awesome. You know what? You, you know what, Jared? They're there. You are right. I'm gonna stab I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt. You are so right in this. This has been a great playoffs and if it is clippers versus box in the final that's gonna be a great finals so you are right brother you, that's right ladies and gentlemen i am saying it live on air jared <laughs> is right wow i'm gonna say clippers in seven as i stated i think yeah the clippers i'm i don't know if kawaii is back, but i just feel like they got the momentum now i know they just lost game one but tyloo smart man is gonna get this also
2: I was just going to say that game one was like such a brutal like schedule in from the NBA. Like, they just won there. a game yeah. 36 hours ago and they're expected yeah. to fly to you. Yeah, that's not really fair. So hard.
0: Even Phoenix have had like four days rest. Exactly. Left, so, yeah, it's not really fair in them. But yeah, I feel like Clippers in seven and I hope the Clippers do well. Yeah, I don't know why. There's a part of me just doesn't want my son. I just think I don't like the Suns anymore because they took LeBron out. That's why. It's because but- you secretly
2: love Paul George and we all know <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> but anyway... There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Whew, that was a good pod. Uh, me and Theo had our disagreements. Theo, Theo has grown a hatred for me today. Uh, it was a failure of a season, brother. And I'll say it again: his face just rolled. I, I, I'm gonna let him, let him, let him fester on this a little bit because he needs to. He needs to realize what has happened. He needs to. But you know what, Theo? You know what, Theo? I'm gonna say this to you: I love you, brother. I didn't want you this to happen to you. I even felt guilty. I don't know why I text you on Sunday. I texted you, but like I felt bad even making fun. So I didn't want to do it because I know like if your team loses, it must be a horrible feeling. I didn't want to do it. But for the purpose of just being doing it, I had to do it, brother. But I love you. And the nets are a failure. Anywho, feel close us off, brother
1: thanks for listening everyone thanks for putting up with my incessance over the last however long it's been 12 months just a bit less than Um
0: like he's leaving the podcast it does sound that way doesn't it it's it's good.
1: I just I just don't know if I can if I can carry on living in a world where I have to see Vincent's face every week <laughs> and he says I told you books in seven when it was the <laughs> flukiest prediction known to man
0: oh I'm going to live but, that up for a long time you know I'm going to say this all the time <laughs>
1: Vincent, I appreciate your, your in-depth knowledge and your real <laughs> foresight and understanding of the game at clearly a deeper level than I do. Um, so I hold my hands up and say, great work. Thanks. An excellent, excellent hostry as always.
0: I love you, brother.
1: I love you Thanks too, for
0: brother. Listen. And Jared?
1: Yeah, they say, don't they, better, better to
2: have loved and lost than not to have loved at all. So better to have got into the playoffs and absolutely
1: bottled it and choked it than to have not made the playoffs at all. Right, Theo?
2: See, see,
0: feel. I, I kind of close it in a light, I thought I was trying to be positive, feel.
1: I, I, I said I'd process my whole Jared hate thing, but now I'm like, I'm walking that back. <laughs> I'm walking that back. Now.
0: Well, we love you, Nets fans out there. Shout out to all the boys. Shout out to everyone. Absolutely brilliant. Brilliant. Okay.